Hey everybody, welcome to the third episode of the Freaky Hour. Today we're going to have uh, Christian McArdle on here. A little disclaimer for the episode. The uh, little the talk comes first, and then at the end, I got about 25 minutes of some music and just some, some blabbing, still trying to, you know, figure out figure out the right way to do this. You know, find the flow zone. So um, I actually recorded that part first, so I talk about some of these moments in the... Uh, in the future tense, but uh, as you will have listened to this, it will have already happened, and uh, you know, feel free to not give it a listen at all at the end. It's all good. There's just some tunes, um, some quick little blabs about uh, how I'm feeling today, you know, and um, yeah, so we're going to get Christian going, and I uh, hope you dig it. You got it figured out? Yeah, we're going. We're live. Um, okay. okay, we're live with Christian hey. McArdle. <laughs> Using, uh, using the government name, peeking at me. Yeah, he's, uh, is that what's on your license? Yeah, you're, you've left, you, you've, you've left out a few names, but that's, those are two of the names of the, of, fo- of the four on the license. Is Verb on your license? I wish. That'd be sick. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what, how would you, okay, how would you describe yourself? To someone like if there was a biography is like Christian McArdle is a world traveler. He is a radio host. Like what would uh-huh. you describe yourself? Like if like what would the description of this interview sure. say? It's a good question. I think that I'm really not happy with that description right now, which is why I'm feeling a lot of sort of turmoil in my life. Oh gosh. And I'm a little bit conflicted. I'm I'm a suffering soul. Oh man. You know, I'm All in right. I'm in that post <laughs> that postgraduate existential crisis. Yeah. Uh, is sort of consuming me right now and I you know, I had sort of a um an a sudden and unexpected return. I was living in Europe for the last 8 months. Where, what what country were you? I was mostly in Portugal. I was in Portugal for six and okay, and quick Spain interruption and around for two. So you, yeah, interrupt so me. So in the description, you want me to put he's yeah. a sufferer. He's I'm suffering. He's suffering. We have a, a sufferer. <laughs> okay. No, okay. I mean it's a it's like a it's a it's a nice it's a it's a nice privileged suffer. It is. You know what I mean? It's like a cushy suffer. It's definitely okay. We're in the existential detective's office at the right. Secret Alley, and yeah. I think that's the right place for this. I think it is. This is. Are you gonna bill me at the end of this? Yeah, of course. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. I, 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 good for I, me. It makes me feel good. You know, I have that sort of... <laughs> well, I don't, wanna, I don't want you to think this is like... I want you to know the relationship here. It's like, I'm here to, to serve you, so I deserve some And then you charge kickback. me for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you were in... You were living in Europe. I was living in Europe. Um, I was attempting to learn Portuguese. I learned Portuguese. I'm conversational, kind of. Uh, I sound confident. Um, <laughs> and no, I, I I learned Portuguese, and I was working on a podcast, which we can talk about later. Um, and I was my grandmother, um, my late grandmother Mary, uh, was from Portugal. She's from the Azor Islands, from Terceira, and so I'd always had this desire to. Re- turn to Portugal and figure out sort of like where I was from, right? It was like kind of like this like roots trip. Um because I mean that's with your your brother with was there my too? brother and my brother came as well. That's I had so just graduated cool. from university. He had graduated from high school. So we were both taking gap gap years, his before college, mine before the real world, whatever that <laughs> that means. And so we went together on this on this excursion, on this escapade to to find out what our roots were really all about and to sort of connect at, at a cultural level with our grandmother and with this DNA that we knew nothing about. And so we, we got there to Portugal and we went to her small little dairy farming island and we met cousins that never knew we existed and we had a great time and we ended up staying for eight months and we're going to stay another four in in europe that is um but then we got a call that the very grandmother that inspired this trip was in the hospital with pneumonia and then a week later we got another call saying that she had been moved back to her home and that she had decided she was going to give up on life and that she wanted to die. And I had never heard my grandmother say that before. And it wasn't hearing it directly from her. I was hearing it through a third party, Mm -hmm. which was my mother. Um, But that's crushed 
both of us, my brother Liam and I, mm-hmm. um, and we looked at each other and we had this decision to make all of a sudden. Did we want to go back and say goodbye to her or did we want to stay in Europe and finish out the trip? Um, and then after that phone call, it was really obvious that we didn't really, there was only one choice to make. Yeah, totally. We didn't have a choice to make. And so we, we bought the next flight. <laughs> we um, went on, we felt... <laughs> We luckily we got to fly back first class, <laughs> which is sort of super superficial chill. and unimportant. But who, but it was no, nice. It was like a great little. We detail. got a, we were comfortable and sad on the way back. Comfortably sad, yeah. Comfort, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> comfortably numb, right. as some would say. Yes. And so, I mean, so we came back, and and now I'm here, um, and that's that's where I am now. But I mean. I guess when I said I had an unexpected return mm-hmm. to America, that was why, right? I was never expecting to have to say goodbye to my grandmother. Yeah. Well, there's something, I mean, listen, there's something almost kind of beautiful about the beginning and the ending of the trip. It was, you know, and it, it revolved around her the whole time and you got to, yeah. it started with her and ended with her and you got to, and I'm sure you got to have, spend some time. Yeah. I got three days with her. That's really, um, that's, that's so awesome. I, we made it back in time. Yeah which was huge and she couldn't believe that we had made it back. Yeah. I remember her crying one of the last days she was alive, so, you know, sort of yelling out to God saying, I, why am I so lucky to have grandchildren that would come back for me? Yeah. And so like when that That's happened, amazing. it was just one of those moments where you're like, oh, is this real kind yeah. of a thing? Like what? And it, it was, I mean, it was, yeah, I don't regret the decision yeah. at all. With that said, it's still been difficult, right? Like, coming back and not having a job living with my parents for the first time in six years okay yeah i i mean after being in another country totally what could be more free being than that? relegated to the suburbs yeah. after living in cosmopolitan lisbon okay in yeah. barcelona that was the country we flew home from i mean it's just like you know not a lot of friends around anymore yeah Whatever. This isn't about. This isn't my platform to vent or complain. No, I'm just no. saying it's, it's weird. Interesting. And this is kind of like where I'm at right now. This is like yeah. what I'm working through as a 25 year old guy in a post uh, a post Trump election yeah, oh, <laughs> American society. Let me, okay. <laughs> Not that that has affected me too much. It really hasn't. Other than just, just giving me a lot of material atmosphere. to read. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> you know as like in anyone who's a a comic or an artist or a musician has so much fodder right now. The yeah. material's endless. Yeah, they do. It's it's like a comedian's like uh you know, it's like a, it's there's just open season. Mm. It's endless. I've okay, so you're you know, we're we're 24, 25. Sure. And we're like, I don't what the hell are we what are we doing? What's going on next? Do you think like maybe like my dad was 21 mm-hmm. and he had a kid Really? And he had money in a house. Sure. Not an uncommon narrative. For I don't people think he from knew what he was yeah. doing, but I think that's like, like my, when I was like 18, my dad's like, all right, like go do your life right now. Like mm-hmm. as if it was, I don't know. I feel like there's something different. Like, what is that? Mm-hmm. Like, why, why don't I have a kid and a wife and money? I don't really want birth control. Two of those things. <laughs> for. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was definitely present at points for sure. <laughs> Good decisions, bad decisions. But uh, don't you think that's weird? It's like, is there actually a difference? Um, what do you mean? A I think di- it's like well, a, a difference between what? Well, I think it's interesting between like, us and previous our previous generations. Like, seem to have it figured out earlier, but I don't mm-hmm. think they actually have it figured out. But you know, it's like people were much more set in their path, like more often mm-hmm. at earlier ages. It seems like. I always think about that. I think that's true. I don't... I mean, I'm sure people have written book volumes about this. Yeah. Right? I'm sure. But I, I don't know. Off the top of my head, I mean, I guess... I, I do think there was more of an importance put on the institution of marriage, first of all. Yeah. And our parent... I think it's still important. It's still sacred to a lot of people. But I think it was something that was more expected as the next life step. Yeah. Whereas now you have sort of have options. And I think two women now are able to have careers and to flourish. And in order to be successful in their careers, a lot of times they have to sort of put having children on hold. And so they're waiting till longer. And if women are waiting to have children later, 
then the men are going to have to wait as well. Yeah. And so I think maybe those are a couple of reasons. I don't really have an answer, but I know what you mean. I mean, my dad got married pretty late, so I haven't yeah, had totally. the same experience as you. He got married when he was 35. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, that's almost been kind of like, like, like a reach goal. Yeah. Totally. Like, all right, wait till you're 35, you know, be like, yeah, do, do it, it like dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't know. I guess I haven't felt, I haven't, I don't, I'm not saying you felt pressure, but I have, I also have not. I definitely felt zero pressure at yeah. the age of 21. I mean, get... 21, I, I, I was so young at 20. I was so naive at 21. <laughs> I feel like I was pretty much the same person as I am now, but I just, I knew less and was less aware, I think. Yeah. But the same person. Definitely. I don't know. I mean, I... My thought process was pretty similar, I think. Yeah, it's weird to think back on... Actually, I was was on this block on my 21st birthday. Really? Where were you? Um, Well, I was actually two blocks blocks down on this street playing in someone's front yard, like front garage area. On on Cap Street? Yeah, like playing, um, playing music in front of their house. Was this with Hibbity Dibbity or... Yeah, on my 21st birthday. And then went to uh, El Farolito and had my first legal beer. That's great. It was a Negro Modelo. Is that right? I was in this I was in this neighborhood on my twenty first birthday as well. What did you do? With my dad and my mother. Nice. And we went to. I had a group of friends, and then we all met at the makeout bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother and sister came down from Sacramento they, with my parents. They got in there. Didn't get in, so they had to sit in the car and wait. And they were watching Criminal <laughs> Minds on my mom's iPhone. And at the time they were watching Criminal Minds, I think a murder had just happened in the in the Mission District, and there were cop sirens going off everywhere. I mean, police were swarming <laughs> the neighborhood, and they're in the backseat of a Toyota Sequoia, a Toyota Sequoia, watching Criminal Minds, freaked out, and we're all inside the makeout bar, you know, getting yeah, hammered. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that was crazy. That was funny. Yeah. I, the other day I was driving through the Mission and saw. Um, Five cop cars pull up to a street, uh, shotguns drawn. Wow. I, I obviously kept driving. N- yeah. Don't need to be around for that. For the shotguns, yeah, no. totally. No. Did you did you investigate? I couldn't find anything. Couldn't, so maybe, I didn't really want to know Maybe nothing happened, yeah. I don't know. I mean, if someone died, we would have heard about there's it. There's no story there right? from me. There's yeah. just It just happened. Yeah, sure. What about, okay, so I'm curious about your, because I mean, I haven't really... I've seen you since you've been back, but yeah. I haven't gotten to uh, converse. Let's converse. So we're having a our first real conver- conversation is sure being kept. I remember we we, we dipped our feet. We in, actually in, in the pool we, last time we were together after your concert. We went for uh, the amount of time we were next to each other. We we got into it real quick. We did. Yeah. That was great. What do you? Yeah. What do you? Okay. So going off. You you touched on it before, like being back after this sure. excursion and kind of just being in this zone where it's like, what, like, not only it's like, what do you do next, but what it's like, you what you want your next step to have meaning totally. and like be uh, purposeful, not just like taking a random thing. You know, you not you don't want to pull it. To, you don't want to take fallback plans or something. You know, that's it's right. like I feel like that's right. I think it, maybe it was you that even said it in that converse in the context of that conversation. You said, um, "What did you say? You said that that you didn't." I don't remember what you said. I really don't remember what I said. Can you tell me what you said, Parker? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but on this, so, I mean, I definitely think about this a lot because, uh, but it's almost like it's really easy to go into it with so much intensity mm-hmm. and feeling trying to get the next thing to happen. But it's like, I, I trip out on the future too much yeah. and I try not to. And I think, what do you trip on? The most? Um, I, I just think like, it's hard for me to slow down yeah. and just, just enjoy right now and for sure. do that with feeling. And, yeah. you know, I, I like to have goals, Yeah. but a lot, you know, it's like when you're going to sleep or something, you'll be like, I'm going to, you'll think of all these things and you're like, I'm going to be that guy tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I wasn't that guy today, but I'll do that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You ever feel that? Yeah. I think you're a step ahead of me. I normally don't think that before I go to sleep. <laughs> that's something. I normally just have a wank and pass out. <laughs> I think that's, <laughs> that's not a bad plan. Honestly, I like that because then you're, you're just, you're doing it, but I'll, <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll like sit there and I'll just like. Like the nighttime is always the time where I'm like 
having the best ideas sure. but it's like shit i should have done during the no, day no for sure i, I have to. yeah yeah no i do do that <laughs> but it's what like what do you think i to? <laughs> just the future my, me <laughs> my great ideas of myself <laughs> but it's like i'm trying not to have those sorts of thoughts anymore and yeah. rather or if i do mm-hmm. try and be like how can i enact that right now yeah you sure. know instead of be like okay i'm gonna do that tomorrow it's like right. what how can i show sprinkle that idea into my life right now and 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 do that so i'm trying to when I have these grandiose ideas about the future, try and mm-hmm. make them applicable right now or something where I'm like, I want to end up in this place. Yes. It's like, what can I do right now that is just going to put me on that trajectory or something? And it's so like with music or something, it's like if I start having these ideas of who I want to be musically or something, like I try and be like, okay, that's a, a part of a goal. But like, you know, I can sit down and do something productive right now rather than stress out because I've you know, spent plenty of time doing that. So whatever that means, you know, trying to book or, well, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that I have, I, I do the same thing. And that's one thing that I've really, I, I realized since I've been back is like the, you said the grandiose ideas for the future. One thing that I've, I'd say realized um, in the last couple of years is that like to get there, it's tedious yeah. And it takes so much time and planning and thought and a day by day commitment to, to to getting to where you actually want to be, to to achieving a bigger goal. Right? I think like smaller goals we can achieve and set out to do the next day. Okay, I want to exercise, I want to eat healthier. Those are things you can do sort of immediately. To to be, but to be like a you know an insanely fit person or to be very healthy and and help your heart condition that's going to take years take of commitment right yeah. you can say the same thing with like a career or with like um a scholastic a scholastic or sort of academic goal right yeah totally like if you want to get your master's well okay great first uh find a program that you want to be a part of right yeah once you find the program okay good so you found a school a program find a professor that you want to mentor you. Once you find him, all right, well, get on his case, read all of his articles, flatter him, you know, get an interview with him, tell him why he should sponsor you. You're still not even in the program yet. You're yeah, still, totally. You know what I mean? You're still applying. Yeah. Okay, then you got to study for the, I mean, it's like it's everything steps. is so much longer and there's so many more steps, I think, than we realize in doing these things overnight and like changing our, our reality yeah. of like what our life is, I think takes a lot more effort than sometimes we want to really put in. Definitely. And I think that's why a lot of times I, I don't, right? Because it's like I'm not willing oh, to man. commit and, and, and put the effort in. Yeah. And, and so that's something I've been I've been I've been grappling with a lot right now. It's figure figuring out like what for me is worth it. To what do I want to put the effort into? And, yeah. and where do I want to end up? And so that's that's what I meant, I think, at the beginning of this conversation totally. when I said I'm having this existential funk and I'm, I'm a little bit, you know, I'm in a soup of, of stress. Yeah. Um, is that I'm, I'm, I don't know, I'm clawing my way through <laughs> different, different paths. Through that's right. The mud. It's yeah. kind of a nice mud, though. Yeah. It's, it's, a it's nice not mud. all bad. It's, very minerally it's, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a hell i mean it's it's, a, it's a healthy thing i mean it's the idea of like a scholastic like a scholastic pursuit at this point stresses me out to think like i would put myself back into a thing where for a couple years because sure. to me it's a means to an end mm. and i know i could go there and enjoy the ride mm-hmm. but to like when i think of school i'm like i'm i would be going there for something and then once that's done then i go enter a new thing at the bottom, you know? Sure. And it's like, man, I'm so not sure. in that headspace where to go sit through two, three years of that again without the whole so the social aspect is so different at this day and age. Like, yeah. it's not like school for me, it was four years of mostly socializing in the city. <laughs> and it was so fun. Yeah. And like, even class totally. was like different, you know? Classes were like small, my classes were small and full of friends. It was always based around that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how can I? That's why sometimes I'm so envious of people who know that they want to go into medicine and be a doctor. Well, yeah. Because right? like, then okay, the whole ride, you're oh, just like. Oh, seven years. That's a shitload of school. That's a lot of work. But at the end of it, you, you're a doctor. <laughs> and you know where you're going to be, kind of. I mean, and I envy yeah. that in a way. In, in another way, I think that I have to sort of that appreciate the, the position that I'm in, right? Yeah. And be like, cool, I have these options. 
Yeah. I have the freedom to choose. What do you but what do you want to do? Paralyzing what are you going to do? Choices, yeah. Absolutely. Especially in this city where sometimes choices involve uh, money. Yeah, sure. And everything out here involves a lot of money. Yeah. Like I want to like I want to go travel more or something, but that's a hard choice if you don't have money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's ways to do it, but <laughs> What about I have a question for you. So the older you get, would you say that comfort is more of a, a necessity and a priority? I haven't hit that yet. Yeah, I that yet. have been living in a bus <laughs> on <Touché>. couches. <laughs> I slept on my girlfriend's floor the other night because the whole house was full. I'll sleep fucking anywhere. I'll sleep. And it's largely by choice. You were in trouble if you were on the floor. <laughs> I really wasn't. I was, I was pretty impressed. It was, she, she's offered me that option again since then, and I have uh, respectfully declined. It's a full house over there. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, I, I feel that coming on. It's not even a comfort. It's more of like I want <laughs> I want a space where I can, like, plug in and practice. And yeah. It's more of like I need a productive zone. Mm-hmm. It is so hard to get that when you're in a different place every night. But that's comfort. That's a different kind of comfort. I have I find comfort in it. In over the last year, I've been to you know tons of states. I've been to you know including here, I've been in four or five different countries, mm-hmm. and it's I get a lot of uh, I get a lot of peace, inner peace from traveling. Sure. But there's also something, like, I would love to have a home base. I need a home base. I need it. Yeah. I need it, and I don't have it, and I'm not close to it, and I'm not trying to pretend like I'm about to find that because, like, I was subletting or whatever, and that doesn't give me that. Oh. Being somewhere for two months doesn't do that, so I realized if I'm on the go and I have the things, my essentials with me, I can kind of tap into that space in moments but I'm just trying to figure out like how to always, whatever situation I'm in, use the tools around me to progress and just feel good in that moment and mm. you know let that radiate radiate out a little bit. Because if you're from place to place and you're stressed out about it, mm-hmm. no one no one wants you there. People aren't excited to put you up when you're stressed. No, yeah, when you're putting off that right. vibe, or you're like when you I, when you're carrying the baggage of self pity, mm-hmm. no one's really trying to. Like people want to help you, but it's not like you can't you can't wear that that suit for very long. That's a brutal yeah thing. But then it's like at this point of floating around, it's like I feel like I'm I'm really. I hope I'm not wearing that suit. I think I'm wearing a suit that's a similar color but a different yeah. fit. I don't think you are. I don't I don't want to wear the self pity suit. No, no, I, no. I think I'm self aware right now. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe that's just, that's too that's a I don't think you're doing. You're not doing the self pity thing. I don't the self pity thing yeah. is like this. Uh, it's a very outward. Yet it's like people think they're being vague about uh-huh. what's going on, and it's it's a really woe is me sort of thing. Okay, you're definitely not doing that. Oh, thank you. You're being super real. You're just like Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just like yo, this is going on right now, and like I don't know what's going on. Yeah, and you're talking about it. I might be wearing the tie of self pity, but not the suit. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even like ties, so I'm taking it off. Yeah, I got the, I got like the uh, I got the, the what you got is the, the cufflinks. cufflinks. <laughs> I got self pity cufflinks. On what about my, the cummerbund? Yeah, I <laughs> that'd be pretty tight. The cummerbund. <laughs> I've got this, the the little accessories, but I try to you know leave those at home. Yeah, that's just too formal. I think you're right, man. Totally. Yeah, you make a good point. I don't know. I I felt that when I was traveling too. I loved it, and it was great, and meeting new people all the time, and seeing new things, and everything is vibrant and exciting and stimulating in this way because it's it's all new information that you're like absorbing. At the same time. What I'm most excited to be back for is the opportunity to build a base yeah. and a foundation and to kind of put some roots in and like build on the relationships that I already have here. In the city? And to build... Specifically? Um, Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. In California. Staying open. I want to keep, keep it a little bit broader. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Um, And just connect with my family a little bit more. That's that's a big priority. For There's a guy named... Um, a Portuguese uh, poet and author. He's one of the most famous if not the most famous poets from Portugal. His name is Fernando Pessoa. 
but he also had uh, he had five different pen names, and he published under five different okay. pseudonyms. Maybe more. It could have been six, six or seven. He had a lot. Dude, he had does a lot. each one have like its own personality? In, totally. That's... Each one had its own personality cool. and its own writing style. One of them, for example, was like a farmer. Yeah. And so he wrote like in this illiterate kind of way with like very simply and very understated. Yeah. And so that poetry was something totally different. Anyway, under his under his real name, Fernando Pessoa, he writes this book called The Book of Disqu- Disquiet. And it's a book you can kind of read, you know, in the morning with breakfast. You kind of just read and eat a little bit, read the next day. You know, you don't have to sit down and bang out six chapters yeah, or whatever. Um, but pretty much the thesis of the book at the end is that tedium and everyday life is freedom, right? He goes, travel all you want. That's great. Mm-hmm. He goes... But what life's really about, it's about going to the same cafe every day, yeah, 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 and knowing it. the people, ordering the thing, reflecting, reading, drinking, knowing the name of the guy you buy your avocados from, whatever, tedium, simple, simple things. He goes, that's where philosophy is found. Yeah. And the worst thing that. to read when you're traveling, yeah. okay? But... <laughs> Well, you can you can bring that idea yeah, with you, right? But there's there's a point where it's like I'm moving too much, and then I'm like I'm running at this point, uh-huh. and I need to get somewhere. And I need uh, to me that idea of you know it's those those little moments in the almost in the ritual in the ritual. It's to the, what that says to me. It's like you, I mean, I like to put things in a certain context of the way I see the world, and I look at like my my happiest moments as this like. Uh, communion with like whatever i see is like god or something okay. so it's like in those small moments like this tedium or something in those mm-hmm. those little moments like i like to see everything as a manifestation of god basically mm-hmm. so it's like it's like when i'm traveling i can see that because everything's so exciting but nothing's like st- steady so it's like when i'm here in the city and i can go to fucking martell's market Totally. And I can see the criminals that they've caught on yeah, camera with that's the amazing. printouts they have like, above the cash. When I can be but like, you know, when I can picture yeah. myself right there and I sure. can see the lady serving me my beers. And I can but I can look at her and just be like, see, you know, see life in her and like all the happiness right there. Right there. If I can find it there, then that to me that's a lot more powerful than going to some crazy beautiful uh I don't know, tourist thing in sure. Berlin or something where I can like sit in this thing that normally would feel monotonous and I can find just like the beauty and all that in that little moment, you know, that's, I think that's really powerful, but it's hard. I feel like that's probably what he's like speaking of, you know, when you can go to the market and you build that relationship and you, every time you're there, you truly love it. And it's not just monotonous. It's mm-hmm. not just a routine. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty, I think that's a beautiful thing. I'm not good at that. I'm always looking for something else because it's exciting. Right. I'm still like looking for the excitement. What do yeah, you do? I, I, I'm also. I don't know. I'm, I, al- I'm also, also always <laughs> looking for the excitement for sure. Yeah, that's one of my motivating. All right, we're gonna we're gonna keep it short today. I was gonna say I was gonna say I'm gonna do you a favor. Yeah, you've had me on here. I'm gonna do you a favor. Yeah, and save you a parking ticket. Yeah, because it's time to go move okay. the car. Can okay, you know we had to get in a lot of ideas and feelings really quick. Yeah. What's uh? <laughs> we'll we'll do this again. Okay. And um, but what uh? What's like what's what can we what can we leave this experience with? What can we say going forward? Like what's what's the pardon words? Parting word, God. Like something about, uh, you know, like Kevin Durant or... Uh, <laughs> we're talking about basketball. Parting words is like the we're, worst. We're, we're, ta- like, we're, ta- we're talking about the, the Kings. They've just traded Boogie and that's... A, is that, oh, that's... that's do a, you care about that? I don't care so much. No. I'm not a huge fan, but uh, I mean, everyone who's pissed, it's like, you know, come on. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, why, why disrupt the winning formula? You know, the guys have been... Terrible the last five yeah. years. <laughs> 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 Sports anyway, are a good way to just uh, complain about something that's not important. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I think that's a good. That's a good point. Maybe you could leave that as the parting words. My parting words are that. Um, my parting words are that I think, oftentimes, 
oftentimes I think I'm going to make this about myself because that's what I Please know better do. than anything. Yeah. <laughs> At least I hope to think <laughs> I so. Think that's true. Um, I, I, I think a lot of times when I, when I complicate my life and identify problems within it, I think sometimes I do that just to make my life seem more important or to give it value. Yeah. Boom. And I think sometimes like having conversations like the ones we've just had helps you to take a step back and realize that a problem maybe isn't a problem. Maybe it's actually an opportunity in a weird way as cliche and tropish as that sounds. There's something that maybe could come from it. That's uh that's a good thing. And so I like that. Uh, my, my, my parting words are, uh, I'm going to take a step back. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I was going to say that I will never ask someone for the phrase parting words again, but you really, you're, you said it great. Oh, and thanks. That was great. Yeah. You know, sometimes <laughs> you're not, you know, in the most honestly beautiful way, we're not as important as we feel. Yeah. It's not so serious. I, it's nice to take it less seriously. It is. All right. Well, here we go. Parker. I'm going to go save hey, my car from a parking th- thank ticket. Thank you for having me on, yeah, man. Yeah, of course. This is this was freaky as fuck. <laughs> we, I think we touched a little bit on some freaky. <laughs> we'll get, we're going to keep getting more freaky. I'm figuring this out. Okay, and the format of this one's going to be really strange. So after this happens, uh, I'm going to have a, a, pa- a rant that happened an hour ago about some whatever. Who knows? Um, all right. Thanks. We'll, we'll catch you next time. Hello, my dears. Welcome to the third episode of The Freaky Hour with me, Parker Simon. Today, we're going to have Christian McArdle on. He's going to tell us about some recent travels and, uh, you know, whatever else is going on in his life. He's a a good friend of mine. He's a, a world traveler. He is a radio host on the BFF network as well. He got me introduced to BFF. And, uh, yeah, he's just an all-around really good guy, and I always love talking to him. So we're going to see what's going on with Christian. Um, that's going to be about halfway through, about a half hour in. These are, you know, about an, about an hour. So about a half hour in, we're going to get Christian in there. Um, first, we're just going to kick it off with some, some tunes I've been digging, uh, some stuff I want to get out there. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe some's familiar, some, some of it's new. But, um, yeah, you know, just right now I've been thinking a lot about, uh, you know, in this new year, how do we make, how do you make a difference outside of yourself and within yourself? And I think that these things start within. So uh, I've been thinking a lot about how you make it, how do you make a change? I don't really know. I don't have the right answer, but I do know that it seems to be a huge burden to want to do a lot all at once. But uh, we just got to start, you got to start small. If you do one good action a day, I mean, that sounds, pr- that sounds pretty nice. You could do anything. Maybe there's people you're having trouble talking to and, and you're, there's something you got to get off, got to get off your chest. You could just, you know, you just got to get out there and say it. So these are the things I'm thinking of. You just got to get out there. You got to open yourself up. The people around you, they're, uh, they're mirrors of yourself. Your friends are mirrors of yourself. I think this is true. So, you know, whatever someone's given back to you, it's probably what you're given to them. So uh, maybe we can all, this week, whatever week this is, this is, who knows who's listening to this. This could be now, this could be in a years from now. But, yeah, I'm going to, well, during some music, I'm going to think about what I'm, I'm going to be doing to uh, improve, you know, my surroundings and myself. I think that's a pretty uh, pretty good goal. One thing, I think we can do that. All right, well, I'm sitting here thinking. Um, Thundercat released a new album yesterday. It's called Drunk. It's really long. It's probably about got about 23 songs on it or so. It's, uh, it's So far, it's great. I haven't finished it, but I've heard some tracks from it before. Um, we're going to give Friend Zone the second single from it off uh, Drunk by Thundercat from the Brain Feeder label. We're going to give uh, Friend Zone a spin. All right, here we go. <laughs> Thank you. 
Because I'd rather play Mortal Kombat anyway hey, I'm all about my Johnny Cage If you're not bringing titles I suggest you start to walk away Bitch, don't kill my vibe I can tell you kinda got uncomfortable So let me break it down for you I think it's pretty, pretty fucking grooving. I'm really digging Thundercat uh, right now. I mean, great bass player, and he's got a great voice. I'm really digging that stuff. It's really pushing what I thought I enjoyed in in music, and it's important to, you know, try new things and that kind of something like that is isn't, you know, maybe a couple years ago what I thought I'd listen to. And after seeing him live and seeing having a I had an amazing experience at these shows and it just pushed what I realized could be art and art can be whatever you want it to be it doesn't have to be part of a lineage it doesn't have to be anything in particular and it took me a long time to realize that that's it that's what it's about it's about the personal expression and I mean Thundercats a a you know, very well-trained jazz musician, and this album is not not jazz. I mean, it you can hear the sensibilities in the bass playing, but I mean that really just pushes what I what I you know what I understand as music. You can play whatever, and it's really really great. And since uh, since that show, I've been able to listen to a lot more stuff, a lot more genres a lot uh, just you know really push get out of my my musical comfort zone it's been really uh really wonderful all right here it is i thought of something i'm trying to you know make make little ripples you know the, like um you drop a you drop a rock you drop a rock into a pond and the ripples start small and get get big you smell what i'm cooking you know, it gets out there. The small action turns into a bigger action. And I'm just thinking little things. And usually these actions have something to do with something you're not doing enough of or don't do well. Or maybe it's something you're really good at and you want to share. But I have troubles in the social world, you know, just talking to people. I find that to be, it can be kind of daunting. And where I work, at my job, there's not a lot of need for me to be talking to the people I work with. I don't really even, I don't have to, and oftentimes I don't. And I'm going into work tonight at the jazz venue I work at, and uh, my goal is to, uh, you know, talk to a couple people that maybe I've never talked to. Maybe I don't talk to enough. And I think that's a, you know, that's pretty easy. Just say hello and see where the conversation leads you. You can ask them, um, you know, AIM screen name. You can ask him a uh, favorite Jolly Rancher flavor. You know, whatever. It doesn't even matter. It could be anything. Maybe not anything. Maybe not something too crazy or politically themed. I'm trying to keep trying to keep away from that one. But uh, okay, we're gonna go into a, another song. I think it's gonna be based based themed. Um, we are going to 
play, what are we going to play? We're going to play a song. We're going to play a classic Oakland song. It's called The Oakland Stroke. And um, it's, it's a quick one. It's by Tower of Power. Tower of Power, the Oakland funk band from you know the 70s and beyond they're still going though uh through many many lineup changes their bass player Rocco is a real real force uh really been digging his playing lately um from a you know oral level of really hearing it and uh, visually I like the way he plays it's really relaxed and he's wearing in uh like the 80s footage he's wearing a big old polo shirt i think that's pretty great usually like like a dark orange maybe even a little salmon color i think that's pretty good that's pretty cool you're not seeing that too often on stage these days a ripper wearing a polo shirt that's pretty cool so uh he he's lately kind of changed my uh philosophy on playing i've really dug i wouldn't call it playing simple it's pretty busy which for a bass player isn't it. People frown upon that a lot, but uh, Rocco, uh, he shows that you don't, you know, you don't have to be pigeonholed. It's, and, you know, you just got to serve your purpose. And I liken that to you got you to gotta follow your dharmic path. And I think that shows itself in a lot of places in your life and even playing music. So as a bass player, you have to fill a role. You're the backbone. You don't even have to, but a lot of times that's what the role is. That's really common. And I think sometimes you can get excited and you want to fill more space than you need to, but there's always different ways to do it. And Rocco shows that you can have a solid foundation, but you can always be you know, expressing yourself in a way that other people might not be hip to or be expecting. So he's, uh, he's just got phenomenal 16th note grooves. Great touch, great tone, and uh, this is a quick one, but I, I really enjoy it, and I've been thinking about it a lot, and been playing this one, so uh, let's give let's give the Oakland Stroke a, a roll. Here we go. There we go. Yeah, it's a it's a quick little popper. It's a it's a good one. That's a hot track, fantastic baseline. Um, yeah, so we're sitting in the secret alley. We're we're kind of waiting on on my boy Christian. He had some some car issues go on as uh, as car issues happen. You know, that's a I get them. I get them. We all get them. Cars are really something you got to deal with. You got to take care of them. But uh, yeah, I think we're just going to keep some tunes rolling. I think we're going to do a couple back-to-back right now. Um, We're going to work backwards with a contemporary track into a classic track into into an older one. So uh, yeah, let's let's cue this up. I think we're going to start it out with... uh, We're going to go with another Thundercat song off the new album because I'm really feeling it today, and I think uh, we should get that word out there that this is some this is some music that's happening. So uh, we're going to throw on this uh, classic one. This one's called Them Changes. It's off his last EP, but it's also on this new album. So go to the new album to check it out. But also listen to the EP because it's pretty fat. So here we go. Thank you. 
one evening as the sun went down and the jungle fire was burning, down the track came a hobo hiking, and he said, boys, I'm not turning, I'm headed for a land that's far away, beside the crystal fountains, so come with me, we'll go and see the big rock candy mountains, in the big rock candy mountains, there's a land that's fair and bright, where the handouts grow on bushes, and you sleep out every night. Where the boxcars all are empty, and the sun shines every day. On the birds and the bees and the cigarette trees, the lemonade springs where the bluebird sings in the...